Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast. I'm sitting here today with Shane Meisel, who is the head of marketing over at Loopold. And I've known Shane for years. And like a lot of guys in the industry and gals in the industry, um, one of the things I really like about Shane is he's a outdoorsman, he's a shooter, um, you know, fisherman. You like a little bit of everything when it comes to the outdoors. Um, he's got a beautiful family over there in Oregon, his wife, Kixi, and and you and me have a good time every time we get together because we like a lot of the same things. Absolutely. I uh, thank you for the introduction. That was very sweet. I uh, I think a lot of people would have a fun with you just because you love the outdoors more than anyone I've ever seen and you love watching people recreate in the outdoors so it makes it easy to come down here but yeah we have a lot of fun every time oh you know and you've shot you know animals with us out here before and you've shot animals with me uh, but this was kind of a fun trip because before we start talking about loophole products and, and and why you might be having trouble finding exactly what you need on the shelves right now um, I want to tell you a little bit about what we've been doing this week and we had a bunch of industry guys here which was so much fun and you know, people look at sometimes the outdoor industry, and I think they're like, oh, I wonder if it's as much fun as, you know, when you hear about or It really is. Like, there's some super, super, you know, men and women in the, in the hunting industry, and they all do it because they love it. Yeah, it, it's a passion industry. It truly is. You know, nobody's getting rich in the outdoor industry, but what they're doing is they're living the lifestyle they want to live, and they have a good time. And you're right, the, the group that was in camp this week was a riot. Um, all great people, all just wanted to have fun and here supporting each other and just hoping everyone was successful. And um, Super competitive group as oh. well. I think a little bit of the games got a little intense. Oh, yeah, the cornhole, even throwing, I mean, like we spent, what, 10 minutes trying to throw a, a crumpled up piece of paper into a garbage can? You know what I mean? It's, it's, so, what do, but we got a great group. Let's talk a little bit about who else here. So, you know, you're with Loopold. We've also got, um, you know, we had Ben here um, from kind of Winchester Browning, right? You know right, what I mean? on, the, on the ammunition side. Right, on the ammunition side. Yeah. And then we had uh, Phil here with Gun Digest, Gun correct? Gun Digest, yeah. Um, another great guy from New York, traveled a lot, do a lot of hunting, and super knowledgeable. When you start yeah. talking guns with that guy, yeah, I just shut down because I was like, okay, he, uh, yeah. Yeah, super knowledgeable on ballistics, on ammunition, on firearms. Um, Africa is really his specialty, so this was a really unique experience for him to get out and understand big game, west, you know, western big game hunting. Right. I think he's learned a ton. Oh, no, I've been a been a lot of fun. I hiked him, I don't know, four and a half, five miles this morning. We crossed the river. Yeah, he was like, there's no oxygen here. He was like, this is, this is a different place. Um, and then, you know. We got Joe. We got Joe here who is. Peterson Sunning. Awesome guy. You know what I mean? Young guy full of energy. Um, who else do we have? We got Colton, who's actually a professional guide in his own right. And oh, then he also. Guides uh, at the Deseret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guy's, guy's super. Is a freelance writer. Does freelance a lot of writing. Writer. Yeah. Right. And he writes for Peterson's pretty regular too, right? Yeah, quite a bit for Peterson's. Um, he does a lot for all of that outdoor sportsman group. Applications. Yep. And he's one of those guys who was helping with everything. Like all those guys. You know, it was yeah. neat. Like, you know, they were watching, like, you and Phil sneak up on those elk last night. You know, we, you know, we, we were had, super helpful. Oh, we had the spotters out. You know, to be, we had all kinds of, you know, loophole products, which I use every single day, but it was neat watching everybody utilize them to the, to, for what they were designed for. Um, but we had Tom here, and uh, what does he do for loophole? He's like a production yes, manager. Yes, Tom is our manufactured product project manager. Um, and he just, by happenstance, happened to be here the same week as we had this trip planned. Um, he's a vital member of the team there at Loophole, and he's been hunting elk on his own 
for 20 years and had not been successful. Yep. He said public land. He said he's seen them, been close. Yeah. Um, but what a neat deal to watch him. And all of us got to watch yeah, him. Yeah, we all got to watch shoot, him. You know, watch him shoot his bull. It was on a big ridge. And they were, I, I don't even know, we had like five spotting scopes set up. We had binoculars. We were looking at it from different angles. And, and Tom did awesome. And once once Vance, one of the guides here, it, you know, that works with me, got him in range of that bull. Tom knew exactly what to do after that. Yeah, he did. He was able to execute the shot, which is amazing. That's a lot of pressure oh. to come down to that instant moment. Oh, 20 yeah. years of pressure to come down to that one moment, and, and he was able to execute it. And um, I'm, I'm actually shocked that he did because after that, after he was able to take the bull, he was shaking like a leaf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't yeah. believe Vance it. Vance said he took, had to tell him to take a few breaths, which I get that way every time. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm a bad guide because I get like way more excited than my client usually. You're not a bad guide. You just have someone that has ice in their veins to go with you. That's what I you're mean. a very intense guy at the moment of, of the shot. Oh, I'm losing my mind. And <laughs> I got to, you know, and we're going to end up putting this on everything, Eichler, but, you know, we, you and me stuck around with, with Ben and what a fun morning we had the other day. How many miles? We went a couple miles hiking around. Yeah, a couple miles hiking in. Um, on the, the the one that we did the big loop. Yeah. Oh, we, that was probably one a couple miles. I yeah, think, that was right? like we two and a half, three miles. Yeah, the, the, the time that we came back. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time we came close, that was probably three and a half, maybe four. But yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We had a couple good stocks, and then it finally came together. Oh. Uh, in the one morning. And you guys doubled. We doubled up. It was such a perfect deal. That's where, you know, and again, and, and we're going to circle back to the to the optics part of this, but, you know, that's where having somebody that could shoot, we had the right equipment, you know what I mean? I had you, you know what I mean, set up. Uh, ben was set up, and I literally, I told Sam, I was like, all right, we need to drop this pull where it's at. If we're going to have a chance to get, you know what I mean, to, to double up, and you shoot, and you see on the video, the bull just, it was perfect because it was like, man, we need him in the shoulders, and you just boom, and the bull just drops, doesn't even twitch, just boom, hits the ground. And then the other outcome through, Ben's there. He waits till they stop and made an amazing shot as well. Yeah, Ben's shot was phenomenal because oh. that, that bull gave him maybe half half a beat. Oh, yeah. And he took it. I was impressed. And that's, you know what? That's when you have to make it happen, though. And that's what's great about having experienced guys in the industry know how to use their equipment. And you guys all shot. And that, that was awesome, too. Everybody checked their, their guns. It's, we were all using, you know, you guys were all using the CDS turrets, which make... All the difference in the world. And it's great having your range out here so that everyone can verify that their guns are on first, that the CDS styles are cut for the right elevation and, and velocities that we're going to be shooting at, and build up the confidence that it works, right? We had everybody out here that was dialing out to five, six, seven hundred yards. And hitting. And, you could, and hitting first shot in the center, and you could see the light bulb go off in their heads like, oh, I... This is amazing. I don't actually have to know my dope. All I have to know is the distance, and the scope's going to take care of the dope for me. And then I just dial it. Like, and I you know, just dial Like, Matt, you know, after you and Ben got your bulls that morning, you know what I mean? I, I, I took Matt around, and I think it was 442. Is that right? Do you remember now? Yeah, it was exactly 442. Okay, yeah, I think it was 442. Yeah, because I was calling 340, and you looked at me like, Oh no! Well, you, I think, I think you were like me shaking a little bit, and you were hitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no sweat, because there was a little bit of a slope. But I was, I was so excited, and you know, after having watched him shoot, he shot out to five hundred. Like you said, he shot the center of the plate every time. We had him on a real solid rest, and he made a great shot on his bull. But if you don't want to know what CDS stands for, it stands for Custom Dial System, and I, I literally have. 
dang near all my rifles set up to it. And I would say the majority of my clients come out with one now. And if they don't come out the first year with it, they have it the second year because I just take them to the range and I'm like, here, you may want to shoot my rifle. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, because trying to judge holdover and just for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, custom dial system is exactly what it sounds like. Basically, um, Loophole does a custom dial um, for your rifle. And, and, and it's as simple as this. Basically, you call in and you have to know a lot of information. And when I say a lot, it's not that tough to find. It's like the ballistic coefficient of, of what you're shooting. You have to know the length of your barrel, uh, the distance from the center of your scope to the center of the barrel, um, the velocity. You know what I mean? You need to know the feet per second. And then you can run another number. Well, actually two numbers, which is one, the approximate altitude that you think you'll be doing the majority of your hunting. And so for me, I run it about 5,000 to 7,000, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll go, all right, you know, the average temperature. Well, usually when I'm hunting, I go with 40 to 50 degrees. Depends. I've got some dials of 40 degrees, you know, but that stuff, it's very incremental, but this is what makes the CDS, the loophole CDS system work so great is they put all this stuff in and come up with a mathematical equation basically for the bullet drop. And you literally, once you zero that for 100 or 200, you can set it for what you want. It will actually take into account the drop of that particular barrel length of rifle, that particular caliber that you're shooting, the velocity that you're shooting, and it's got all the math figured out. So once you dial that in and sight it in for, like I said, either 100 or 200, then if it's a 345-yard shot, you dial 345 yards and you hold dead on. And what's amazing about that system to me is how accurate it is. But what's even more amazing to me is once you put in all that stuff for the shots that you're going to be taking at hunting ranges, which to me, you know, arguably, you know, 500 yards to me is about as far as I like to reach out. You know, I know there's guys that are into this super, super long range stuff. To me, um, it's way more about getting close. You know what I mean? Getting close and, and the hunting aspect of it. And whatever people are comfortable with, that's their own individual thing in the field, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But talk to me how CDS for loopholes changed the game. I mean, is it the majority of, of your – well, and the zero stop. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting all excited. But, yeah. you know, you guys have made all kinds of adjustments to make that even a better system than it was when it first came out, which I thought was amazing then. But tell people a little bit about the system and what it's done for loophole. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the system, like you said, it, it's spectacular. It takes all of the – it takes all of the math, all of the ca- calculations, all of that thinking work that you would have to do in a high-pressure moment and makes it easy, right? Um, and that's also what the the zero lock that you talked about is designed to do, where you now have a visual and a tactile aid to let you know exactly where you are, where, where your scope is dialed at any moment, right? So you can quickly look and have a visual check and say, I'm currently on my zero distance, whether that's one or two, or my dial's turned, and I need to be a little bit more cautious of where I'm at. Um, but the system itself is, is it is a game changer, like you said. It makes shooting at distances um, simple. All you need to know at the time that you're going to pull the trigger is the distance that you're shooting to. Um, and they work really, really well with our range finders, which are set up with TBR, which is a true ballistic range software. Um, and a lot of people don't understand. That, that takes that, into account inclination, declination. Well, and, and there's a, most range finders on the market now will give you a angle compensated distance, right? And you'll hear a lot of people talk about, is that angle compensated? And 
yes, a lot of those rangefinders are, but that is a that's a trigonometric a trig calculation basically. That's they take the vert- horizontal distance and the angle, and they calculate what the hypotenuse distance would be. So that's a straight line calculation. As we all know, bullets don't fly in a straight line. So Leupold's TBR technology is actually a ballistic calculator in the rangefinder. So it's giving you your true flight distance. Um, you know, at 200, 300 yards on a relatively flat angle, the trig calculation in the TBR is not going to be that different. Negligible. But, right? you're talking at, if, but if you're talking at high angles or something like maybe 600 yards, that that distance that between the trig calculation and the actual ballistics can be 12 to 15 inches. So you can have an angle compensated rangefinder that doesn't have ballistics and get a solution that will make you miss. See, and I think that's that's an, I'm glad you brought that up because I've had people like, you know, oh, well, I can get this ranger rangefinder for this much money. And I'm like, um, that's because it doesn't have the technology built into it that other rangefinders do that make a huge difference. You know, my mom always used to say, you get what you pay for. And I'm pretty sure a lot of our parents used to say that. And there's truth to that statement. You're absolutely right. You can get a quote unquote angle compensated rangefinder for 99 bucks or something like that. And if you're shooting on flat land to 200 yards, cool. That's probably going to be great for you and nothing against that. But, yeah, if you're going to be in a situation where you potentially have longer distances, you know, over 400 yards, or if you're going to have steep angles, and especially if you're going to have both, you you need to spend the money to get your equipment that will make you prepared to be successful and not wound an animal. Right. No, and that's the most important part, and that's I'm glad you brought that up too yeah. because, you know, n- nobody, and this was an impressive week for that, nobody has missed an elk. No. You realize that? No. I, I have very few weeks. Matter of fact, I can tell you this is our third rifle elk season. We've got uh, like 23 bulls down during rifle season so far, something like that. Nice. And this is the only week we have not had a bull missed. Which is pretty dang impressive. Literally, every bull you guys shot at died. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a testament to itself. And when you look at the shots, we're anywhere from 200, right? What was the closest? I closest think, was Tom at two. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So 200 yards out to, uh, you know, 440. 440. Um, but nobody missed an elk. Like, yeah. it was it was pretty impressive. So, um, not only good shooters, but also good equipment. Good equipment. But and I want to come back just a little bit yeah. to the CDS. Um, the, the information that, that it, somebody needs to provide to us to get that dial, it sounds, it, it sounds, it, could, it potentially could sound a little overwhelming to, you know, like, wait, I need my ballistic coefficient, I need my velocities, and, I mean, I don't have time for this sort of stuff. That information, all the information that is required, you can find on the box of right. their ammunition. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I use Hornady, and it's got the yeah. velocity on there. It's got everything. It's got, you know, your BC. You've got everything you want. You exactly. You get right there. Now, you can go as or precise as you want, and you can get a chronographer, and you can me- do that, and you can measure um, all sorts of different things. You can do it all yourself if you want, but if you don't want to, the information that's on the box is going to be close enough to be accurate to 850 yards right? with that sort of dial. Um, so so there's there's really, and it's free, right? If you bought a loophole scope, that custom dial comes with it for free. You just call us up and give us the serial number and out we ship it. Well, what's amazing too is there's so many guys out there. My 
you know, we just had a custom dial system, and I say just, it's been a few years ago now, put on um, Michelle's father's old rifle yeah. that was like 40 years old I or something. That. And, you know, it, it was a great scope, and the kids wanted to use it because that became kind of like a family heirloom, you know, for the kids to shoot. And nobody really, everybody was like, man, the custom dial system is the way to go. And everybody wanted to shoot the family heirloom, but, you know what I mean, it, it, it had the old, old setup, and so they were like, well, let's just pop a new turret in it. So if you have a loophole scope and you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really want one of those, you can drop one in there. Yeah. And that's really cool that they can retrofit almost all the old loophole scopes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the that that is definitely something we can do and have the capabilities of the the supply chain issues with the pandemic and the um, social issue social distancing issues with the pandemic have had us put our custom shop on hold, which um, to everybody listening out there, we hear your frustration with that and trust us that we are also frustrated with that internally. Um, that custom shop is is a hallmark of, of what Loophole does simply because it is the absolute proof that we manufacture here in the United States. Um, and and I understand the, the frustration that's out there with, with people not being able to get some of that custom work right done right now. Um, we're working hard every day to get that back up and running. But when, when the pandemic hit, and I know that's been almost two, over two years ago now, we're located in uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon. The, the mandates that came down with the social distancing and requirements to keep the factory up and running had us have to space out all of the workstations. And to do that, we had to basically cannibalize where Custom Shop was to be able to just get out the mounts and the scopes and the, just the, the standard uh, offering right now, but yes, super long-winded political answer to say no. That's we can great. retrofit your scopes. Um, to, no, well, that, that's on one there. of the things that was one of the topics I wanted to talk about. And not to put you on the spot, but there's a lot of people that are like, man, you know, I'm um, I'm trying to get you know the mini Delta Point Pro, you know what yeah. I mean, or I'm trying to get Delta Point Pro, or I'm trying to get you know the new Mark Five or Mark Six, you know what I mean, and I want to get this and. And they can't find them. Talk a little bit about that. What what loopholes doing? Because I've had people come to me and go, man, I, you know, with this huge uh, influx of new gun owners, we've got so many people out there because partially because of fear and and you know some of the stuff that was going on in the country. You know, I talk to gun shop owners all the time, and they're like, man, I have people coming in and buying guns that have never bought a gun before, and you know whether it's rifles or handguns or shotguns a lot of it's self defense and you know a lot of it fortunately a lot of people are realizing how fun they are um, but as we have a ton of new gun owners what's happening is and and we've got some people hoarding stuff too but you know which but but we've got you know a shortage of ammunition no matter what manufacturer it is shotgun shells pistol shells rifle shells you know whatever it is Everybody's scrambling trying to find that, and they're having difficulty with it. Well, with all the new gun sales, of course, they want something to put on top of that. And whether it's, uh, you know what I mean, you know, the new Delta Point Pros, you know what I mean, the Mini, or or, or some of the other stuff that you guys have, they're, I've getting calls like, hey, I can't find this. Would you would you touch base on that too, Shane, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that are, that are playing in here. I like to think that it's basically just phenomenal marketing. Um, driving, <laughs> That's true. I'm talking to the marketing. This the marketing. <laughs> you know, I sat down a couple of years ago and I was like, what would I, what do I need to do to really increase demand? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to create a global supply chain issue, <laughs> drive fear into the hearts of the consumer, both from a civil unrest and a pandemic standpoint. 
And and that should get people on all sides, hunters and shooters, all needing to consume. And, and even no. people that have never had a firearm. Exactly. So this is this is how we bring people into the sport and make them fear for their lives. Um, no. So everyone understands the the sort of political and economic and global situation that that's going on. Um, so supply chain issues are, are a major, major problem. You know, when we get the electronics that go into any of our illuminated scopes, so the Delta Point Micros or the Delta Point Pros or illuminated VX6 or illuminated Mark Vs or a- any of our illuminated products, those have electronic boards. Those boards are coming from the same factory that Ford and GM and all of these car manufacturers um, are purchasing from as well. And as everyone knows, you can't buy a car right now either because those they can't get the, the production the quantities they're looking for. You know, if you, if you think about the size of Leupold versus the size of Ford GM, we're a little bit down the line in terms of, of allocation on, on those products. Now, we've done a lot of really good supply chain maneuvering to make sure we're still flowing product. Um, we have done some phenomenal stuff internally to increase our efficiencies and our production capacities. And actually, we're, we're going to produce, we've already produced more scopes this year than we've ever produced in the history of the company, right? Now, the company is 114 years old. We've been building scopes for over 80 years, or almost 80 years, 79 years, I believe. We have never produced more scopes than we have this year. Um, And we understand the back order is still there, and and people are frustrated. We also have a lot of things people don't know. Well, it's good to know. I didn't know that. So a lot of people may go, oh, man, okay, they're they're still cranking them out as quick as they can. We're we're cranking them out as quick as we can. There's just the demand for them is huge. Demand is huge. We also have um, have a lot of military contracts. Uh, We just won two really massive contracts uh, with the Army, uh, the big Army. And so we we do prioritize the military orders, and we've been having to fill those. uh, A lot of military orders as well as on our DP micros and on our Delta yep. Point pros. Um, but rest assured, we are every day. We're building them seven days a week there in Beaverton, Oregon, and we're getting them out. Um, it's just, you know, we don't know which distributors are allocating which dealers. So if you're going to your local dealer, um, it's hard to find. We do have a new program on our website where we are linking dealer inventory to our website. So you can actually go on our website, check around in your area and see what they have in stock just to try to make things a little easier on people gotcha well you know and like you said that demand's high i was you know one of my buddies is a game warden here and uh you know uh, it was i was in his truck and he's not in my region he's in, a, in another region but i went by and saw him the other day he pulled up you know and we were talking and it was like oh look at that loop hold on his on top of his rifle you know it's yeah. just kind of cool the guys that can choose or a lot of times that their lives depend on it and i love that you guys are working with the military i mean that's pretty serious stuff you know that not only with technology and i know when i took a tour at loophole i was like i was so bummed because it was like yeah fred you can't go in here i'm like what are you what do you mean I can't go in here? I want to, I want to see what you, well, that's military stuff and you can't really see that. I'm like, please, can I please see what they have? <laughs> yes. and, and they're literally like, you had to have a special badge, you had to have a special door you go through and all this crazy stuff. And that's really cool though. It's neat. You guys are doing that. And I wish you could share some of that stuff. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. And it, the benefit of that was actually, that's what allowed us to keep producing through the early stages of the pandemic, right? When you, if you remember, they were shutting all businesses down except for quote unquote essential businesses. Um, Well, we're part of the defense industrial base. And so we had a letter from the DOD that we sent to our, 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 our state government that said, you know, loophole has to stay open. They are not allowed to close down. 
Because so you guys had some of those Department of Defense. Yeah, because that's we, all huge. You know, we've been part of the defense industrial base for yeah, you know, since the early early eighties. Um, so yeah, it was it was nice. So that allowed us to to keep producing during that time when people were really doing their initial panic buying. So let's talk a little bit about some of the because, and this this is really neat, and I've noticed it's true. You know, I had. Uh, the president of Torson the other day, and he shot his actually first bull. And Brett is a former loophole employee. Former loophole employee. Brett's a good friend of mine. Yeah. That's right, super yeah. guy, and he's he's now you know what I mean. The president of Taurus, and uh, you know Rossi, and you know yeah. Heritage. That you know, there's a couple little you know, not little but large companies that fall under that umbrella, I should say. But you know, that's another company like Loophole that, and I was surprised because. Just like they're selling every gun that they can manufacture, you guys are selling every scope, spotting scope, range finder, everything you guys can roll out is getting bought up. But you guys are still, like a couple others that I've talked to, continually innovating. You're coming up with new products. And, and in my mind, and this is probably why I'm, I'm not a company guy, because I would think, man, why should we spend all this money on research and development and innovating new products if every single thing we have is selling at back ordered, but you guys are continuing coming up with new stuff. So let's talk about some of the some of the new stuff, even in the last year um, that you guys have rolled out. That's just in- incredible, like the micro and, and some of the other stuff that that's just going by storm. And then once you guys have it out and have done all the research and development, you guys are continually, you know, innovating that product, you know, as it's out there in the field. Yeah, we are. Well, you know, you sound like my, my chief financial officer there with your, why are we producing anything more? Oh, but do, yeah. I'll tell you, <laughs> well, you know, that's just, it's, the, it's the line I like to it. use is you, you don't stop watering your grass just because it's green. So, oh, you know, times yes, are, that's a good one. Well, times are nice right now. I could borrow that. Please do. It's okay. good. But, you know, th- who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? So we always want to be prepared. Um, one of the things that sort of is, that comes from Loophole's culture, our base culture uh, we sort of have this mantra was that we work to outperform everyone, even ourselves. Um, and so if you think about Leupold founded in 1907, we, we were making water measuring devices and transits and compass stuff. We didn't invent any of those, right? But the ones that were on the market just weren't good enough. And so we wanted to make them better. Um, back in the 40s, when we first started making rifle scopes, it happened because our president at the time was out hunting a blacktail buck and he missed the shot on it because his scope fogged up. We didn't make scopes at the time. And he threw it down and he was like hell I can make a better scope than this um so he went back to the factory and on nights and weekends was designing optics but in our core is this need to always be better and always perform so even though things are going well we know that we've got to get better and we are always going to be better so yeah so that's why we're we're working on things and have a lot of new and we don't have a lot uh because the supply chain issues have have bumped a lot of some of the uh the launches out, but we do have some some cool stuff coming uh, that'll that'll be dropping in January. When is this podcast going to drop? I don't know if I can talk about this stuff. Oh, yet. you're good, you're good. Um, so we've got we'll hold it till January. Yeah, we've got uh, a new low power variable optic, uh, which is a one to six scope. It's designed more for the the carbine shooter, uh, but it's it's not as um, how do I say this? Complex isn't the right word, but the features on it are designed for uh, three-gun type shooter, uh, duty weapons for patrol officers, yeah, uh, des- like self-defense, designated or, yeah. marksman uh, type applications, self-defense sort of things. Short short range hunting. Short range hunting, absolutely. So it's a one to six. It's a rear focal plane scope, so that means the reticle stays the same size no matter what mm-hmm. power you're on. 
um, there was a real law. There was a there was a trend there for a while where all the one to sixes, those low power variable optics, want they the the shooters wanted them to be front focal plane, meaning that the reticle changed depending on what power you were on. Um, and then what a lot of those people found is that when I'm on one power and I've got this tiny little reticle and I'm throwing my gun up in the heat of the moment, I'm having a hard time finding that point of impact. Um, so we, it's got uh, a rear focal plane reticles in it, a couple different reticle options, depending on uh, which caliber of cartridges you may be shooting. Uh, the adjustments on one are capped. Um, on the other, they're not. They've got the zero locking system on it. So a lot of different options for people that are for home defense, duty weapon, Type, type sort of thing or personal defense. So that's brand new. So just so you guys know, we're going to drop this in January yeah. in conjunction with the release and, and announcement that they've got some of this cool new stuff. Yeah, so that that's coming. That, that'll that be very exciting. We've got some um, – we have some really fun stuff in the, the red dot side of the world, and I won't talk a lot about that because that won't be ready in January, unfortunately, no as I was talking about that. Elect- Let's talk about the micro SD because that's just there's, – there's a ton of excitement out there about that. Yeah, the – that's a the the micro delta points. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. micro. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Micro SD. That's no, like no, a memory no, no. card. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It? No, I meant you know what I'm saying. We're getting into uh, the we camera business. We were earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, the delta point micro has been uh, a phenomenal success for us right now, and um, it currently comes in two configurations: one for a Glock or one for a Smith and Wesson slide. Uh, they, there's different dovetail cuts that are on different firearm slides. Th- those are. The ones we use, I, actually, the um, the Glock one will work on the new Walthers as well. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I think the Smith & West ones will work on a couple others, but we don't put that information out there. We let people figure that out um, just because our lawyers told us we can't. Yeah. So, sorry, lawyers. Um, but it's a great product, and it is designed as a, as a concealed carry personal defense um optic red dot optic and what it does is, is if if no if you haven't seen it it looks like someone's taken a, a straw for lack of a better term and cut it about an inch and a half long and just laid it on the top of their slide so that 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 optic acts as a ghost ring peep site with your front post and then there's a red dot in it so it's very very easy and intuitive for people to use so they're used to drawing and focusing on their front sight as soon as they pull up and they start looking for that front sight that red dot's already there and it's a very easy product to shoot um in any defensive situation adrenaline and emotions are high finding your point of aim or point of impact is is a little tough and having that red dot just makes it very very easy and if you're in a you know an awkward position or or, you know, on the ground or any sort of different things. It just takes away any risk of not being able to execute the right. shot that you want to execute. Even um, competition, right? Because I know yeah. my son's talked about that because he's like, oh, I got to get one of these on my gun. Absolutely. Absolutely. For, for a competition setup, um, there are some people that really, really like it. Uh, I love it because it actually helps me train with my irons better, right? So if I, I like running a red dot, on my pistols for just n- normal carry, but I'm not talented enough in the competition side to go full open class. So using that red dot helps me get better with my irons. Nice. I have that red, that little red dot helps me locate that front post just that much faster and then builds that, that muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's, it's there every single time. Yeah. What else? Uh, uh, anything else on the spotting side? You know what I mean? Let's talk about some of the other new stuff because uh, we were talking about clarity and why, you know, why loophole's better early morning, late evening. And that's, you know, I tell people all the time, that's when you're shooting your animals. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Kind of going back to the to the rangefinder thing, like you talked about, it's a little more money. Well, 
why does it make such a huge difference? You know, I've, I've had people ask me, well, I could get this, I could get this brand for this. Um, I'm like, well, that's, that's great if you're shooting them at noon and it's a bright day, but if there's tiny little things that'll help you see better when it's legal light, and that's a lot of times, literally, we're looking at, you were calling timeout to me. We were yeah. on Matt's ball. You know, I was like, okay, we knew exactly what time. I think shooting light ended that day was, was a 5.14 or 5.17. 5.17. 5.17. I'm like, what's our time? And you were like, 5.12. You know what I mean? Okay, what time is it? You know, it's 5.13. So, you know, literally a lot of our elk and, and big deer and things like that are shot the first minute or two of legal light and the last minute or two because elk and deer are nocturnal in general yeah. you know what i mean they're they're not diurnal like we are they're, they're coming out feed at night and especially with pressure or like the hot weather that we had they're going into the timber they're going to lay down early and if you're gonna make make it happen and take a cooler full of meat home and you know have steaks for you or your family or your friends You've got to have something you could see with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, and when Ben and I doubled up, I mean, it was first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. I literally said, okay, we're legal right now. And yeah. within a minute after legal shooting light is, you know, when, yeah. when you guys shot. Yeah, it, it was amazing. So, yeah, we, we focus very, very hard on um, maximizing the amount of light and optimizing the light that comes to the scope. So, a lot of competitors focus on... <clears throat> so this is going to get a little technical and I apologize. No, I but, think there's people that follow this, you know, that, that listen to the podcast that follow it. Yeah. So light operates, you know, in, in wavelengths. So you've got your blue lights all the way up, blue wavelengths all the way up to your wet red wavelengths and everything in between. And all of those together make different colors. Most of our competitors focus on optimizing the, the wavelengths that are in the center of the, the visual spectrum so that when you look through your scope in a store, it looks crystal clear. It looks beautiful because that store under those fluorescent lights is replicating midday. What Loophole focuses on is optimizing the total light throughput. Um, so, <clears throat> sorry, my throat's getting dry here. So, the early in the morning, the late in the evening, though that air is... Uh, or the, that light is being transmitted as as much as possible. So if you were to compare a loophole scope with a competitive scope uh, in a store, they're, they're going to look, look very, similar. very similar. Right. Exactly. But if you go to... That's what I've said to people. I'm like, look at this. You know, there, this is a huge difference. You know, when you take it out in the field, don't look at it inside a store or even in the show because it, it's you're not comparing it early morning or late evening if they could somehow replicate that that would be the thing and when i'm talking to clients or they're you know hey man what should i get or i'm thinking about getting this or i'm thinking about getting that or i can save myself 150 dollars on this or 150 dollars on that i'm like uh, even if it's a 50 dollars savings is that worth you know a, a, a big hunt whether it's on public land and, or your son or your daughter or you or a guided hunt that you go and travel for no, it's not. And that's, <clears throat> that's the problem is most people don't realize that they've been duped, right? Because they don't have anything to compare it to once they're out in the field. So talk a little bit about that, about that technology that goes into that, because that, 
I think people find that fascinating, and I do too. And you know, that's where the glass. And I've had the president of Loopold out here, and you know what I mean. We've not only shot together, but we've hunted together, and he's talked about it a little bit. And I, I find it fascinating. I wish more people understood some of this. Yeah, and it's it's a combination. So try and put it in layman's terms for us. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know that stuff, and you kind of broke it down some there, but you know, a, a little it, more information on the glass. Right. Um, it's it's a combination of of optical prescription as well as uh, mechanical design. So there's a lot of things that we do internally with the scopes to manage glare coming in. Um, and then optically, we have a bunch of different coatings that all work in conjunction with each other and then all work in conjunction with the curvature of the lenses to make sure that, that we are maximizing the, the light that's available and making um, the best use of it. So we optimize contrast so that you can pull out the brown of a deer against the brown of the ground. Um, we optimize light transmission across the entire visible spectrum, and then we reduce glare. And those three things that we work on together give you that crystal image that, that you're used to with loophole and that, that ability to perform in low-light conditions. And that's that to me is key. And, you know, I love you pointed out some of the difference, like on the range finder and like on the light gathering capabilities, because I think it's important people realize that. I mean, it just kills me. I've, I've had guys come out on a, you know, guided elk or deer or antelope or bear or whatever it is. And, and you look at their equipment and all the guides can't help it, right? You can't, you know, well, let's see if, let's see what this guy's shooting for a rifle, you know, and let's see what he's got for optics and let's see what he's got. Does he have a CDS? You know what I mean? Can we, can we make that 300 yard shot? Because, you know, circling back to the holdover, you know, in the old days, and unfortunately I've been guiding for 29 years now, but you know, in the old days it was, okay, that's a 350 yard shot. You know what I mean? You're shooting a 30 odd six, yeah. you know what I mean? You're shooting a 180 grain bullet here's here's what you're gonna have you know what i mean you're gonna have eight inch drop or whatever that is depending on what they're at so you need to hold eight inches high try and have somebody guess eight inches at 350 yards through a scope it's almost i've had guys we had a guy earlier this year first rifle season guy from the southeast not used to shooting over 150 yards had a 300 yard shot and and literally shot over the back of the elk because Mm. With, with a high powered, I think it was a 300 wind mag. But he just thought, boy, that looks a long ways. And I know the guy just told me it's like 302 yards, but I feel like I got to hold a little high. And he shot right over the bull. And it was like, no, no, no. So it's way easier, even on those, to me, still very hunting range, you know what I mean, shots, especially on an elk-sized animal. You know, you got a 350 or 375-yard shot, 400-yard shot. You dial that turd exactly, and you hold dead on you're not trying to tell a guy oh hold the spine and then you know then later you find out well you said spine so i held at the top of the hair like no (laughs) that's not where the spine is you know it's it's five to six inches below that that's where the spine is so that holdover has has allowed more animals to go back to their beds i think you know what i mean and another part i want to throw in there is that you know a, a bull's chest you know, you've got like 15 inches. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, man, I'm shooting at a false wagon. No, no, no. You know, from basically the, the spine to the bottom of the chest, I think it's 15 inches right in there. So you've basically got seven and a half inches of leeway is all. Yeah. So an accurate shot to, to fatally shoot a bull, especially if you start reaching out there, seven and a half inches is not very much. No. So, you know, you take a shot and have a guy hold a little high or hold a little low or, you know, then you've got the adrenaline level, you know what I mean, pumping. It. It's like, okay, so you take a 
300-yard shot, the adrenaline's pumping, what's your margin for error? You know what I mean? Even even if you're an MOA shooter, you know what I mean? You may have a three-inch margin of error at 300 yards. So that that gives you four inches to play with. You yeah, see what that, I'm saying? Oh, I, and that I doesn't even take it into down a, that way. That doesn't even take into account the accuracy of the gun. So say it's a one MOA gun, right. and you're a one MOA shooter, so that's two MOA of error right there. <laughs> and then, yeah, add in the, the wobble because of the adrenaline. Uh, that's 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 a lot of guesswork. That that's a lot of error already built into the system. Right. Then you're trying to guess the hold. Right. It, it it's just easier to eliminate that potential for error. Right. Dial hold dead on where you want to hit. Right. Take out a factor. Yeah. And, and and anytime you do that, and I say that all the time, it's never one huge thing that makes the difference between a successful hunter and a non-successful hunter. It's a bunch of tiny little things. That add up 10% here, 10% there, 10% here, 10% here, 10% here. And when you add all those up, then you've got a guy that's going to be that 9,500% shooter versus the guy that's like, well, you know, uh, you know, I don't have this set up or I don't have a solid rest or I don't have a CDS or I don't know my, you know, ballistics that well or I haven't shot this rifle very much or this ammunition doesn't shoot great out of this gun. And that's, a, you know, that's another. So there's, like you said, there's so many variables there. So we're going to shut this down because we're going to go back out elk hunting. But for people that want to look up more information about Loopold, where should they go? Loopold.com is the easiest place to go. We also, you know, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter box and all of all of the <laughs> social channels out there. But yeah, Loopold.com is going to be your central repository for, for information. And you guys also have job openings. There's, there's, it's pretty often for, for whether it's machinists, factory, you know, sometimes management level stuff. There's all kinds of positions all the time. So I try and encourage people because I love the hunting and outdoor yeah. industry and the shooting sports industry. I'll make it even broader. It's a great industry to be a part of. It's fun. There's a lot of great men and women in it. So check it out. Um, you can also go to loophole.com to see, you know, information on job offers. Yep, absolutely. We've got all of our job openings posted on there and we do, we, we do hire quite a bit, but we promote from in t- inside quite a bit as well. So just getting your foot in the door, if you really want to be in the industry, but say there's an opening in our tech service department and you're like, man, I really wanted to be in sales or, Hey, I, you know, I really wanted to be in marketing or finance or say, or something, whatever. Get your foot in the door. Oh yeah. And um, if you can get a tech support, you learn so much. Yeah. You become an expert and you become invaluable to all of the other departments within the company. No, that's a great point. Shane, thank you so much. Congrats on your bowl, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, thanks so much for sitting down, taking the time to talk to me a little bit. I hope you guys check out some of the different offerings from Loopold, and uh, good luck hunting. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) 